motherfucker's head just falls right off. That's what happens when you try to get a watermelon straight from the patch. Right. All right. Y'all, we're back. Got another episode. Uh, today, we're going to be uh, talking about how to not cut yourself down um, in a market where it seems like everything's always like sale after sale. Like, when was the last time you went in a jewelry store and saw anything that was actually full price? Never. You know? And that's the thing. But how much of that is just a marketing ploy? It is. And you can, you know, anybody can sell by lowering prices. Mm -hmm. The fucking geniuses are like K-cups. When you compare the price of a K-cup to the price of a can of coffee, it's insane. Mm -hmm. But yet when you go, well, hell, I'm paying $6 at the coffee shop or $10, whatever, then this, you know, 50 cent K-cups, you know, nothing. Yeah. So, so just, it actually seems like you're getting a bargain. Gotcha. It's a win by comparison. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we pay a lot for convenience. Yeah. But even at that, a lot of the conveniences we pay for, we're not even like, fuck, I drink bottled water all day, every day. Huge waste of money. It is. I've got a water cooler. I've got, you know, faucets all through this building. There's like 12 faucets in this building that I could fill up a cup of water with. But I pay for fucking bottled water. Mm-hmm. So, We're also in Eastern Kentucky, so I wouldn't drink the tap water either. So yeah. I it's worth a dollar. I played in the creeks. And I remember seeing the little turd out, boats flying. You by. turned out fine. Right. Pretty, arguably. Pretty good. I, mean, you know, <laughs> I think I look pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a real art to a sale. Um, and I, I don't consider myself a salesman because it seems cheesy like i never liked car salesman i don't nobody wants to be sold anyway yeah so i don't i don't uh i don't sell i'm like okay what do you what can i help you with here are the options here's what i'd recommend here's what i wouldn't recommend at the end of the day it's up to you uh there was a a customer that came in yesterday and she was trying to quit smoking and wanted to vape and i got a a chance to go like you know 15 minutes of in-depth conversation with her and you know she ended up buying this and that and whatever and yeah, it felt good to actually have some one-on-one time with a customer. And I mean, was it a sale? Sure, but like, I wasn't trying to sell. I was just trying to educate. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a big part of our job anyway, especially with anything on the cannabis end, where there's been prohibition for so long. All people, you know, which is getting much better. But I remember when I first opened, everybody's like, "Oh, weed, ha!" Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, plant medicine feel better (laughs) you know and so it's like you kind of have to build them you know build people a uh, a map to go from one area to another on how it all works and break it down because i feel like when i'm doing that that i'm not selling Mm. whereas you have a lot of places that people come in and go well here's you know you know what's this about hemp oil or cbd oil or whatever and they're like oh here bottle Mm -hmm. give me money yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here it is. You know, and we try to figure out exactly, you know, hey, is this like a, you know, like a muscle pain or is this like a deep pain? You know, mm-hmm. what, are, you know, that way we know whether a rub or. You a, can you cater know. it to each person's uh, yeah. requirements, to their specifications. Exactly. And so it's it's not as much as selling as I feel more like we educate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's part of the reason that you go into a shop instead of just ordering online. Like I don't like I've said for a long time I didn't like research. It's not that I don't like research. I don't like 
reading about a product. My like my type of research is asking someone who knows. Like if I have questions, I'm like, I'm gonna call Calvin. You know, if it's something about a product or something, before I'll watch a YouTube video. It's just the way I operate. You know, yeah. I, I wanna go in person, I wanna speak to a human and I want them to explain something to me. That's I don't know if that's old school, because a lot of people seemingly, you know, they're just oh, I'm older online, God forbid I have to go speak to a human in person. It's not how I operate. So so I guess I operate under the same way that I or I or the way I would want to be treated, you know? Right, mm -hmm. right. Um, but, you know, I mean, there are some things that we actually get an opportunity to sell, like a device mm -hmm. or something like that, where you actually do sell. Because mm -hmm. people come in and they're like, oh, I need a device or I need a piece or mm -hmm. whatever. Then you actually get a play and sell. Because mm -hmm. there's not really a lot of educating that goes along with that because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they all kind of function the same, but it's like, you know, you you kind of get in your mind which one would be the best for them, and then you try to get them, you know, to own it. Mm -hmm. uh, I hate to say buy or whatever. I like, you know, get them to own it. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, they came there for a reason, you know, that you, we, we fix problems. It's like, yeah. okay, my problem is I um, don't like what I smoke out of. Well, I have a bunch of solutions to that problem. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, whatever, you know, like Kratom will tackle a thousand maladies. It just depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, still calling it a sale. I don't know. It just feels weird because I feel like the, I feel like in a way the product sells themselves as long as I can direct them. Like I never try to, you know, if someone buys a torch, I'd be like, Hey, do you need butane? I don't feel like that's a, I mean, maybe we'd call it an upsell. Yeah, that, I mean, that is an upsell. But at the same time, you're providing more of a convenience. Yeah. That way they don't go home and go, shit, this thing's out of gas. Yeah. Now, but when I think of selling, mm -hmm. and to any of the car salesmen out there, you know, no go offense or insurance. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfuckers put me in a good damn <laughs> You know, a lot of times that's the thing. You pull into a car lot and you got these dudes that you, know, you can tell how laid back, back a salesman is when it's there up mm -hmm. as to how long it actually takes them to get out there to you. Mm -hmm. There are some people who are chasing cars on the four lane, mm -hmm. you know, trying to get somebody to pull in. Yep, yep, yep. And I don't like pushy salesmen. I do not. And I do not like uh, a lot of the salesmen that call us. Mm -hmm. If the more you call me and harass me, the longer I am going to just dick you around. Waste your time. Yeah, before I buy. Mm -hmm. Because I have got more shit going on than to deal with 400 cold calls. Mm -hmm. Now, if you walk into my store and sit down, I'm going to do a whole lot more business with you mm -hmm. than I am if you call me 12 times a fucking day. Mm -hmm. I just, it just... One of those things that just grates on my nerves. I've got shit to do. I don't, you know. If I tell you I'm going to call you back, I will eventually call you back. Mm -hmm. It's not that I don't want to. It's that there's one of me and 400 of you. Yeah, you're creating uh, more friction for me, and I don't need any more friction. Yeah. Yeah. The, and, and there's been, man, I don't know, there's been times when, I mean, it works. Like, there's been times when salesmen have, like, called and called, and I'm like, fuck it, man, I'll try it. You know, I'll, I'll try it. And sometimes it's worked out. Sometimes I'm like, Damn. All right, and there's sometimes it doesn't fucking sell, and you know for whatever reason there's a there's a million different reasons for that. Um, but I guess they do they are persistent because it works. It's like, <laughs> man, I, I, this is 
off topic. Uh, but I remember posting on Facebook one time. I was like, dear women, how many dudes have sent you unsolicited dick pics? Sent you unsolicited dick pics that you ended up having sex with? A surprising number were like, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck happened? I was lonely, and then I was going through a breakup, and I was like, that's a nice dick. And I'm like, because <laughs> it, it, it's always blown my mind. I'm like, what the fuck is a nice dick? Did it have like googly eyes and a smile? That's I'm thinking like does. clown hair. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, I, you know. I, I have a tuxedo, there's a rose in its mouth. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, dicks normally don't look nice. I don't know. Um, I always think of the fucking sandworms from uh, Beetlejuice. Yeah, I'm un I'm uncircumcised, so that's what mine looks like. It's like a wizard sleeve. I am not going to sleep better tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I guess for some people, that persistence works. I mean, it has to for them to keep doing it. See, I, I never could. Yeah. I don't either. When people come in the shop, because I can tell when people are like, they're like trying to apologize. Well, maybe I won't right now. I'm like, listen, I don't give a shit. Like, mm -hmm. someone else will buy it. I don't want you to ever feel uncomfortable when you come to my shop. Because there's definitely shops I've went into, and I'm like, I'm not going in there. They'll pressure me to buy something. I'll go somewhere else. Exactly. Like, I never want someone to feel pressured. I'm like, come in. I will educate you if you want it. Cool. If not, what the fuck ever. My biggest challenge is getting people across that threshold. Getting a win. Once I get somebody in the store, I can almost guarantee I will see them again. Just getting them to come in. It's just getting them to come in that first time. Well, that's why I offer like a wide range of products and we're more active on social media and anything just to get people in. Like we, I thought about buying a big 12 foot tall skeleton, uh, the Home Depot skeleton, skeleton, just because I think it would be good for people to come take pictures with. Mm -hmm. and if they come take pictures with it, oh, that's a 12 foot tall skeleton. They'll probably walk in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If they're walking in, well, they'll see what all we have to offer. If they see what all we have to offer, chances are something they'll catch their eye. It's a thousand dollars though. Holy shit for a plastic I, for the twelve foot tall one. Unless it came out of a real Sasquatch, I am not paying that kind of money for a fucking. You skeleton. might be able to put a pocket pussy in it and then just like you're fucking a big tall there person. There you go. Mm -hmm. WNBA fantasies right mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Or just NBA, just <laughs> whatever gets you. Yeah, no judgment here. But yeah, getting people in is half the fucking battle. It. It's one of those things like during the uh, during the recent um, festival here in town and the music festival, there were booths set up on each side of my store, but the front of my store was left open. Mm -hmm. So I had my big sign pulled out front with the arrows pointing in, had all the flashy lights, flashing ATM signs, all that. Mm -hmm. Everything said, we are here, come in. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we would have, you know, several come in, but it was usually a regular would come in mm -hmm. and a bunch of people would follow. And then when they walked out, a bunch of people would come in. Like, oh, they're open. Yeah. But I noticed it was only when the door was open were people coming in. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, that can't, it can't be that simple. So I just walked outside and I propped the door open. And for the entire rest of the festival, the store was full. So even just the barrier of having a door for them to walk in mm -hmm. was a massive it's friction impediment. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of things just come down to friction. It's like how much friction is it going to take? Because we like to operate in a frictionless society. Like I was thinking, God, I got a lot of sex analogies, but I was thinking, <laughs> um, I was watching porn recently, and it was taking too long to load, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I remember being a kid. On Were you Kazaa. using a fucking Betamax? What? What was taking it so long to load? What's a Betamax? 
pre-VHS, be calm, please rewind kind of thing, you know. What the fuck? It's instant. You you just click the you button. pornography? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it was taking so long to load, but I was like, what the fuck's going on? And um, I remember being a kid and, like, getting on Kazaa or LimeWire and, you know, waiting fucking three days to see some titty pics back in dial-up era. And now I'm like, man, we're real coddled <laughs> as, a, as a culture, as people. Um, so, like, anytime you can remove barriers to get people in your shop... It's a good thing. So, like, um, uh, I'll be opening up the Kava Kratom Coffee Bar soon, right? KKK. Ooh, thank God coffee's not spelled with a K. Um, I thought it was my God. <laughs> Y'all still watching fucking Hooked on Phonics over there. 100%. <laughs> We're about to get electric. Um, but we don't have a drive-thru. You know, people love drive-thrus. Um, but someone had made a suggestion, a drive-up. So we've got the parking lot, and we've got parking space, and you can buy an app. Someone was telling me about their friend's business who had an app, and you place the order through the app. Yeah. And then they pull up to the parking space, and you bring it out to them. Uh, and I was like, honestly, I prefer that to a drive through because you don't have to sit and wait in line. Because I find myself waiting in line all the time, playing on my phone, and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's moving. You know what I'm saying? So, like, this is a way to... There will be people... There are people who going into a shop is too much friction. Yeah. So they will go to McDonald's, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, if I've got the drive up, I'm removing friction, removing barriers, and I'm increasing the likelihood of something, someone coming in. Yeah, I could see that. The The biggest friction with that's going to be actually getting people to download the fucking app. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this podcast. I've talked to a lot of people so far that have listened to us, and everybody has is, is really liked it. But getting people to listen that first time for sure is huge. Yeah, people just do not want anything that gets out of their normal rhythm. For sure, I've already watched the same show a thousand times. Like, why don't you watch a new one? It's like, nah, <laughs> just I'm comfortable with it. Watch thing. The Office. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, of course, and that's 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 a problem with any business. You know, it's getting people to come into your shop, getting mm-hmm. people to try your product. That's that's a hurdle that's inescapable. Um, I think being that we're one of the ways things I like with the way we're doing this Kava Kratom coffee bar is it's going to be part of the shop that's already established. I'm not asking someone to go anywhere new except for new customers, of course. But like, yeah, it's going to be people that's I mean, if we just get if we sell a cup of coffee to a few of the people that come in a day, that's, you know, probably pay for itself. Right. And I mean, it's not like you got to add a whole lot of staff or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's already there. Calculated it's attached, risk. you know. And if for some reason it doesn't work out, then you're not hurting anything. You can just move stuff back up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then we'll, we still need that space for something else. And that's one of the biggest things that that I've noticed in this business is, you know, when we both first started, we had empty shops. Mm-hmm. And then now you got to look at, is this going to make enough money to pay for the square footage that it's sitting on? It's interesting. It's, the dynamic has changed so much from... I'll take anything. Fuck it. Yeah, let's try it. To man, I just don't know if it's worth the spot that it's taken up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And there, there are things that I think will move fast that don't. Constantly, I've had so many. I was like, oh, man, that THCV. I'm yeah. so goddamn excited for THCV. I was like, weight loss THC. I love it. I just nobody else. Buys nope. It. 
Nope, cannot fucking move. But it. I eat them. Hell, I've had like two today. THCO, I can't, I can't move it. You said you're doing well with it. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good with the THCO. And mm-hmm. uh, now HHC is getting ready to drop. Mm-hmm. I've got some HHC on the way. Yeah. Yeah. And now, then is the it THCP? Is it actually going to be undetectable, like non-detectable levels of THC? Oh, I have no idea. See, that's what I'm seeing. That that was the marketing point for me that about HHC it was supposedly because it was it hexahydrocannabinol. Yeah, it's um, that was the big thing uh, I was hearing about it was that it's got non-detectable levels of THC, so you can pass a drug test. Yeah, it's a hydrogenated hexacannabinol. Those are words I'm familiar with. Yeah, them in books. Yeah, which made me think of the uh, hydrogenated soybean oil a few years ago. Remember the uh, what was it, Olean? That uh, you had like lays and stuff like that that were fried in Olean, and they forgot to tell people that it gives you the screaming shits and that <laughs> you get anal leakage from eating it. That's what was causing my anal leakage. Mm. Uh, I think that was just overuse. Mm, yeah, or underuse. Who <laughs> <laughs> That's a Simpsons quote. <laughs> uh, he's like, if your nose starts bleeding, you're picking it too much or not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, whatever. Oh, I mean, you know. Funny. But yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing on how much our businesses have changed. Mm-hmm. But we've also gone through all kinds of crazy adversity. Like, you know, all these shops that went out of business whenever the pandemic hit, and we both found ways around it. Pandemic T21. I, I told you about that. I thought about instead of a vision board, I started, I wanted to create a board and put every hurdle that I thought was going to destroy me and my business I shouldn't say me destroy my business and everyone that I've surpassed and came out better on the other side and I thought I'd put in a symbol picture or whatever up just so because inevitably something else will come up and I'm gonna go oh god this is it and I'll look at it and be like we've thought that a thousand times buddy let's just keep going right you need adversity or at least I do to get stronger yeah, and... Muscles don't get stronger unless they're put against weight that's difficult for them to move. Yeah, true. I mean, and it's like the uh, the way that people's brains will change based on what they do. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, they studied, like, musicians and people that do fine motor tasks. Mm-hmm. And that area of their brain is, like, you know, so much denser. Yeah. yeah, and it's the same way with, like, cab drivers and their sense of direction. You know, it, it just super intensifies with your with your brain matter just like it does with the other. I never thought about that, but I, I mean, I've heard that. That came I, from James Clear. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been preaching James Clear's gospel for a long time. I know, and I I'm finally... you finally checked yeah, you like yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. 100%. Like, th- that book, if you can listen to that book, like, I mean, you can change so much about yourself because the habits that we do make up our lives and determine our success. That's a good quote. It's like they're between a successful and not successful person. It's just good habits, something like that. Yeah, and that's what I've started doing because I'm working on starting with the time I wake up mm-hmm. and then I'm building off of it for the rest of the day. It's like now when I get out of bed, because I'm over 40, the first thing I have to do is pee. That's just how it I'm works. My eyes open, I got to go pee. So now my eyes open, go to the bathroom. On my way back to the bathroom, I make the other side of the bed. Mm-hmm. And then I walk around to the bed, and I've never in my life made a bed. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, whenever I'd wash the covers. But other than that, I, wash, and it just, you're supposed to wash covers? 
Yeah. It seems stupid. It seems like like cleaning the shower. Like there's water in it. Like why would I clean it? Well, I just don't like the pillowcase to always smell like the last female that was on it because sometimes it pisses off the next one. <laughs> Ten years it's been. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's got more shades of makeup and hair dye so <laughs> it. Back when they called it rouge. <laughs> Not to mention the big crusty spot, just about you know a foot and a half down from that pillow. Just don't, don't. Sometimes yeah. you see a crusty spot and you're like, man, I miss her. But as you were saying, you make the yeah. Bed. I make the bed on that side. Then I walk around to the side of the bed I sleep on. I make that side of the bed. Then I hit the floor and I do floor you yeah, piece of shit. I do some push-ups. You killed my and mom. Every day I add a push-up because. I'm fat, and it's been forever since I've done push-ups. So mm. I started, when I first started, I just laid in the fucking floor. And then I rolled over on my back, and then I got up, and I went about my, getting dressed and all that. Now I hit the floor, I do some push-ups, roll over, do sit-ups, get up, get dressed, and, you know. Yeah, I add a little bit every day. I mean, get, you know, 1% better every day. Yeah, that's what I'm I, working on. I add habits, you know, the whole habit stacking thing. Um, you know, routines are extremely important. Um Take if you want to take care of your mind, and our mind does a lot of this work. Um, you got to take care of your body. Yeah, well, and it goes to a self improvement aspect. Same thing with like your making your bed thing. Like it was a Jordan Peterson who talks about you know when things are rough and you have no control over your life, clean your room because like you can clean your room and then you'll start really small and you clean your room and then you've improved part of your life and you think, well, if I can clean my room. Well, maybe I can clean the bathroom. If I can clean the bathroom, maybe I can clean the kitchen. You know, eventually your whole house is clean. You're like, well, what else can I do? What what else can I enact some control over in my life and and start taking charge and improving things? And if you do that every day, holy shit! For five, in five years, where will you be? You know, if you're getting a little better every day. Right, right. Well, my thing was was I'd listened to a commencement speech, and I really wish I'd researched and uh, looked up who it was, but it was a. Um, uh, I think like a SEAL commander or something. And was he it said Jocko Wheeling. No, this is a lot older. Mm. Um, and he said the first thing you do every morning is make your bed that way. No matter what the fuck happened during the day, you at least accomplished one task. Yeah, Jocko wasn't a SEAL, was he? No. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I'd heard I'd heard some other some military guy talking about just yeah. the, the 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 benefits of making your bed. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is that gives you your first task of the day, and you knock it out. Mm -hmm. After that, everything else is cake. Start on a good note. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like, um, uh, what do people call it? They're morning like devotional or whatever kind of thing. Where when you wake up, think about like five things that you are grateful for. Oh, okay. So I do gratefulness walks, but I've, yeah. never, I've never heard of that. Um, but that all goes to that whole, like what we talked about in a previous episode where, you know, if somebody smiles at you first thing in the day, your day starts out a whole lot better than if somebody, you know, is a douche first thing. Mm -hmm. And that's why I try not to, and I suck at it, but I'm trying hard to get better at not looking at my phone first thing in the morning mm -hmm. because you know, as soon as you open social media or look at your phone, if you have news alerts, is you see all of the bad shit that's gone on through negativity. The night. Yeah. yeah. So try to start your day on a positive note, and your day will continue on a positive note. Whereas when you look at your phone, you're automatically starting out on a negative note. 
there was a, um, I think it might have been James Clear that talks about changing I have to to I get to. Yeah. Um, but further back before I go there, um, reframing is kind of that same vein of like a positive thing. Um, there for a while, and I'd like to start back doing it. You know, when I'd wake up, I'd look at my animals. And, you know, my, I got four dogs and three cats, and I'd be like, we made it. You know, it sounds weird, but like, we made it one more night. We made it through the night. We made it one more day on this earth, and eventually yep. it will end. But like, and think of all the people that didn't wake up mm-hmm. this morning. You know, their families found them, died, what the fuck ever, but like, we fucking made it. Is that not something to be grateful for? That's what's killed me about watching a lot of these people since the corona hit. Is people have literally given up a year and a half so far of their lives. Totally. Living in fear. Oh, yeah. You know, it started out as that two weeks to flatten the curve. Oh, just give us two weeks of your life. <laughs> and then now we're 18 months in to two weeks to flatten the curve. Has it been 18 months? Fuck yeah, it was like March of 20. Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was like March was uh, whenever they started shutting things down and they started that whole two weeks to flatten the curve, two weeks to flatten the curve. And there are people who you see them out at Walmart and they look like they've got on, you know, fucking hazmat suits. (laughs) It's like, you know, you're looking for, what was the name, Uh, Jesse from Breaking Bad, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And... these people have given up a year and a half of their lives living in free in you know fear mm-hmm. instead of enjoying their freedom. Yeah, well, I mean, and that that can be said for man all aspects of life. Like you know, something something my uh, uh, my sponsor uh, told me about was like a just for today mentality. Uh, and, you know, I, I go to him, I'm like, man, you know, eventually my animals are going to die. Eventually my parents, my dad's going to die. Eventually my sister's going to die. You know, I'm going to die. And he was like, are they dead today? I'm like, no. He's like, are they, are they okay right now? I'm like, yeah. So like, you know, well, just for today, live in the moment. Live in, live in the, you know, be grateful for what you have and be thankful. I think that goes along with what you're saying. As far yeah. as the whole COVID thing goes, Buddy, I don't fucking know. I mean, I, I I wore masks for a long time, then I didn't, and I'm vaccinated, and and if you are cool, if you're not cool, whatever. But uh, I I know what you're saying and living it. I mean, have you ever had times, man? The first probably six months to a year and a half of my business was me constantly fretting over what next, what fresh hell is about to ruin the business. Yeah, I am. Uh... I never want to stop three feet from greatness. I want to make sure that everything I do, I do to completion. I don't want to just be a headstone. You know, they say you're you're remembered for a generation and talked about for two more generations and then you're forgotten. No, I'm going to be like Andrew Carnegie or Washington or one of those guys whose name is on every fucking thing you see. I don't want to be forgotten. That is my big fear. Mm -hmm. And so I do everything in my power to make sure that that never happens. Cool. And it seems like, especially in this last year and a half, that so many people have allowed themselves to shrink into anonymity. And it's like, 
you know, you do whatever you want, but I'm not going to give up because I've seen people die of all ages, even since the pandemic started, from stuff totally unrelated to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And you've no, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but people, since they haven't been out getting active and stuff like that, people's diets are getting worse. They're getting bigger. They're just taking time off of their lives in fear of something that could take their life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I've seen people killed in car wrecks. I've seen people die on the commode. I've seen people die just any, you know, any way imaginable at pretty much any age. Mm -hmm. So... It's one of those things of why not live every fucking day? Mm -hmm. Face your adversity. You know, fucking airplanes don't take off with the wind. Mm -hmm. Helicopters don't take off with the wind. Mm -hmm. They take off into the wind mm -hmm. to get their lift. Yeah. And that's pretty much what, you know, what we need to do on the daily basis, mm -hmm. at least in my mind, to be able to grow and get better. Mm -hmm. uh, as, long as, as long as shit's moving smooth, you're just getting complacent. Mm-hmm. If you're never lifting weights that are challenging or heavy, you'll never grow. Same thing with adversity. Same thing with, like, um, you know, waiting for the right moment. I heard so quote one time said, if you're waiting until you feel like getting on stage, in reference to, like, uh, uh, stand-up comedy but really anything, yeah. it's like you'll never do it. You're never going to feel like it. You're never going to be ready. You just have to no. fucking do it. You do it until you get fucking comfortable doing it. Mm -hmm. It's like whenever I wanted to start the podcast thing. Mm -hmm. It took me forever to do the first episode mm -hmm. because I wanted it to be perfect and I scripted it. And any of y'all want to go back and listen to it, it's shitty, it's horrible. I don't recommend it, but I leave it up because I want people to see growth. Do I think we're anywhere close to greatness? Fuck no. Mm -hmm. But the only way we're going to get there is to keep doing it. See, I wake up and piss excellence. So like I'm pretty great as it is. But I'm trying to help you. <laughs> I'm I'm just happy when I get up and I piss and it doesn't burn. I watched Talladega <laughs> I watched Talladega Nights last night and he said the piss excellence. But yeah. Uh not burning piss is great. Yeah. Um, so woo, another day without antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what were you what were you well, at fuck, where was I? I don't know, you were thinking about that last bout of STDs. I had it? something. Gonorrhea. Um, <laughs> against the wind. Adversity. Fuck, I don't know. Jocko Willink quote. That's not what I was thinking of, but I, I will think of it. Uh, did, I, did I mention the Jocko Willink good quote last time? I feel like I did. I'm going to do it again. Fuck it. Let's see if you can do it in his accent. Because that motherfucker has got a voice that's scarier sounding than he is. Good. <laughs> that hurts. Yeah. There's a cat outside the shop that we call Smokey. Because it sounds like it's been smoking for 20 years because it doesn't meow. It goes meow. <laughs> so I come here and I go meow. And they're like, uh, Thomas. Oh, he does sound like, yeah. Got Thomas. the voice of an angel if it smoked four packs of dang gargled acid. <laughs> I remember listening to him and seeing his face because he's just very stoic, very stone-faced, and I was like, oh, God, bet that guy's an asshole. <laughs> Sweetest person. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> just looks and sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Jekyll Willink quote um, uh was um, some, something effective his, his sister or his buddy would come to him and be like hey man we got this problem huh and Jocko would just be like good 
You're like, oh, we got that problem. We didn't get this. I'm good. You know, every, I won't, I won't belabor the point, but you know, everything that happens to you is an opportunity to get better. Like we've had a ton of adversity, right. uh, like a fuck ton. And like every time it's happened, I, I've sat there and went, God, why the fuck? Why me? Why can't it just be smooth? Why can't it just be smooth? Well, smooth, was it smooth seas never made for a good sailor? Is that right. how you say that? Yeah. Something like that. Um, but like, I do know we did that quote. We did that before, quote because I yeah. fucked it up. Right, um, right. <laughs> but yeah, and you can't do what you feel like. I don't feel like being here right now, Calvin. I am sleepy. <laughs> I feel like I feel like going to bed right now because I keep drinking caffeine and taking caffeine pills way too late and I sleep like shit. But we're here. You know, if we are going to do this thing, we can't do it when we just feel like it. No, no, we have to do it. Or else, you won't get done. Yeah, <laughs> my, my buddy said to me one time, "Cause man, I spent many years not doing a goddamn thing," and he's like, "You're waiting on the white trash dream." I was like, "What's that?" He's like, "You're waiting for someone to come and fix all your fucking problems for you." I was like, "It's not going to happen, buddy." Like, exactly. Look at all these people doing the same thing that ain't going nowhere. Like, get up, make some changes, and that's why so many people play the fucking lottery. <laughs> The uh, I saw a, a graph that showed the difference between, you know, income and the amount of lottery tickets you buy. <laughs> and people who are in the, like, bottom 1% spend, like, 14% of their gross income. On lottery. On lottery the tickets. The brokest people. The brokest people. For buy a the, get, get rich quick scheme. Yeah. I do, Listen, they can do that all they want. I'll sell them lottery tickets. I just want them to move out of the fucking line at the gas station. Instead, I'll take a number 10, a 4, or let. Yeah, just take me a minute. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. And it, when you still had to sign the credit card slips, mm-hmm. oh, it was horrible because they'd tear off the credit card slip and hand it to you. And you've got like four inches of that silver gritty shit <laughs> on the counter. And you're trying to sign and all you're doing is fucking tattooing the holes in this piece of paper. And it's like, ah, fuck it, here you go. You know? <laughs> oh, that's super funny. Thank God we ain't writing checks anymore. Yeah, I hate when people write checks. Eh, it don't really bother me. I like to see that other people are archaic enough to know how to write a fucking check. <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone brought a uh, a uh, a check the other day to the shop, and I knew the guy. Normally, I don't take checks, but uh, um, one of my employees, I was like, "Yeah, you can take it." And I wasn't there, and I looked at it later, and she had filled it out completely. She's twenty one years old. Like, yeah. she's <laughs> completely wrong. And I was like, "We need to contact." him and let him know to come back because this is not going to be taken by the bank. <laughs> Did you fill this out with a crayon? Yeah. <laughs> Backwards. <laughs> you put your name on it? <laughs> Where the money's supposed the number's supposed to go? I, I don't think you uh, you understand the word beside the line. Is this your birthday? <laughs> it's today's day, not the birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, I remember back in the day, they'd write your fucking driver's license number, social security number, you on know. On the check? Yeah. They'd, like, fucking scribble all over your check whenever you went to give it to them anywhere. Someone brought a cashier's check in the other day. Yeah. I'd never seen one. That's odd. You don't see them often. And, like, uh, we took it, and I was like, I don't even know what the fuck this is. And the bank's like, yeah, it's fine. I was like, oh, okay. I've gotten paid in money orders, and that's just weird to me. I've had people try to pay money orders, and I'm like, I don't trust it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know enough about them. No one's tried to give me food stamps yet, and it's driving me crazy. I've not had that. Why? I have been tipped in a lot of illegal substances. 
Oh, God, yeah. I thought about putting a sign on the door that said, please, we appreciate it. Please don't tip us in drugs. But then, and posted on Facebook, and I was like, that's just going to get the cops up here. And as soon as the cops come up, my business's sales are down. For I was day. in there one day when you got tipped with a joint. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and you were like all tripped out by that. I probably might have been the first time. I, don't I think know. it was. Mm-hmm. I think it was. <laughs> yeah, you were like, did he just give me a joint? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably good shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember who that was. You're yeah. right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love that guy. Got to get our freshener. Uh-huh. Yeah, we all had to get some osium. <laughs> right. Oh, man, it just it blows my mind. I want I want a fucking traveler's check. I've not seen traveler's checks in forever. What is a traveler's check? It is a check that used to be you would go to your bank if you were going to be traveling outside the country. Instead of carrying cash with you, you would take a traveler's check. Mm. Because used to be credit cards were very country-specific. Mm. Like you couldn't use U.S. MasterCard and Visa in other countries. That's why when you pull up to the gas pump and they got that placard with like 4,000 different credit card pictures on it. Mm-hmm. Those are generally cards from other countries. Mm. But it used to be your cards only worked in whatever country. Mm. So that you would get credit or uh, cashier's checks, or not cashier's checks, traveler's checks. Generally American Express traveler's checks. That way you could go to another country, go to the bank, and they were made out in like certain denominations. Mm-hmm. So you either go to the bank or you go to a, a bodega or whatever and you give them the, the traveler's check whenever you make a purchase or at the bank to exchange for currency and you got your change back in whatever national currency it was. Okay. Which they made it sound like a great thing because I've used them and you're like, oh yeah, it's easy, but you got this whole Americanized mindset. And you go to another country, they don't know what the fucking exchange rate is. <laughs> I was in Jamaica the other Even day. Even the banks don't know what the exchange rate is. I was in Jamaica the other day. We were on the on the cab ride to the resort, and I hadn't looked up the uh, exchange rate. And I was like, uh, what's the, like, how many, or how did I ask? It was something to the extent of, like, you know, how many, what's the difference between, like, Jamaican dollars and American dollars as far as the value? And he was like, it's pretty much the same, and I was like, "Ain't no fucking way." It's no. the same. When I was there, it was sixty to one. I don't so, know what the ratio. So is. I got some Jamaican money while I was there, and like they have a five thousand dollar note. I think it's yeah. worth like forty four bucks American, something like that. Like it is not a lot. I got a thousand dollar note in my pocket right now. It's worth yeah. like I think eight bucks or something, something like that. Yeah, um, I remember being at uh, like Dunn River Falls, and there was a whole bunch of us that were just from different countries that were there. And this uh, beer vendor comes by, and he had this, like, look like the ice cream carts that you see on, like, 1950s, you know. They push them, yeah. Yeah. And he comes pushing this beer wagon up. And, you know, it's fucking hot. If you have never been to Jamaica, that is a different kind of hot. It's It's like sitting in the oven hot. (laughs) It is. They have a dry heat, but it's a really fucking hot dry heat. Mm. And we're all just dying. And I'm like, hey, man, how much? And uh, he goes... Thirty dollar, and I'm like, fuck it, I'll take it. <laughs> and everybody else is like, thirty dollar, you know. And most of these were, you know, um, uh, Irish and Scotch people. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to do the whole exchange rate from, you know, pounds to dollars to mm. Jamaican dollars. Mm. 
I'm like, fuck it, I'll do it. You know, and I start digging in my pocket and I pull a one dollar bill out and he takes it and he gives me thirty dollars Jamaican bank <laughs> and a bottle of beer that was a money back bottle. So I did the math. Every sixth bottle I got a free beer. Uh-huh. I exchanged a lot of bottles that day. <laughs> <laughs> Made your money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a good day. I bought and <laughs> be like, here man, take these back. Give me another one. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, they had a bunch of weird chops and they were there. It was like, do you want bananas and beer? And I'm like, I don't drink anymore, but I do enjoy what kind of business you've created here. Everything is alcoholic in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. It is so expensive to find I, I anything like, that's not. I was like, hey, I don't drink. And they're like, you don't drink. And they were like, hey, he doesn't drink. I'm like, okay, guys. <laughs> I get it. And I was like, I don't eat meat. And they're like, why the fuck are you here, man? <laughs> right. <laughs> my, my buddies, <laughs> they invited me. Yeah, they, their culture is awesome. I mean, I, I love the culture there because it is very laid back, mm-hmm. but yet those dudes are hustlers. Mm-hmm. You know? And it oh, doesn't matter where you go in the country, they are hustlers. I want to tell this story. Uh, while we were there, I've never been offered drugs more uh, in my life than in the five days I was in Jamaica. And they're not they're not like secretive about it. They're like, you're walking on the resort, and they're walking on the beach, and they're like, yo! Like what? They're like, you want some smoke? That's not a good Jamaican accent. I can't do accents. No. And, uh, hey, man. <laughs> hey, boss, man. <laughs> Everything Irie. Um, and uh, I was like, nah, man, I'm good. And they're like, okay. Like, they'll yell it at you. We had this Rasta guy come up and while we were on the beach. He's like, yo, you got that? You want some smoke? I'm like, nah, man, we're good. He goes, how about that yayo? And the yayo is like 1980s Miami slang for Coke. And I was like, why are you calling it that? But no, I don't want a yayo either. He's like, you want some? He said, "You want some smoke?" I was like, "Nah." He said, "You got what about that Yale?" I said, "Nah." He's like, "I got bracelets." I'm like, "You got fucking everything. You're a one-stop shop. I admire your hustle." Yeah. Did he offer to take your picture for like ten bucks? A few, a bunch of them took our pictures. Constantly offered us drugs. I bought some bracelets. I brought some shirts. Like they will not give you change. They're like, just give you more stuff. It's like, how about instead of like, I got a twenty. He's like. Or how much is this? 15. Like, I got 20. Like, how about you buy two for 20 then? Right. <laughs> we got offered drugs. There's a man named Dr. Love who has an Instagram. Uh, and he gave us free, quote, ecstasy. I doubt it was ecstasy. But like <laughs> my, my buddy, I was like, you better not take that. And he's like, yeah, you're probably right. Eh, you can only die once. Mm, it's true. Well, <laughs> maybe. I think that's a good spot to end. Is that good? Yeah. 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 I, I think we're pretty good. Sounds good. See y'all later. Um... Every Monday, we're iTunes, Spotify, all that. If you're listening to us on one, you'll be able to find us on it again next week. Uh, so we'll see you then. And rush, peace. rush to the AO. Can I sing something? <laughs> rush, rush, give me AO. <laughs>